0: The Strategic Living Podcast, episode number 282, seasons segues and the strategic shifting of priorities
1: and focus. Welcome to the Strategic Living Podcast. A program dedicated to helping you achieve personal healing, discover your strategic purpose, and lead with maximum impact. Our goal is to challenge your thinking, expand your vision, and awaken the strategic influencer in you. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here is your next-level mentor and coach and the host of the Strategic Living Podcast, Brian Holmes. Welcome, everybody. What a great and powerful program we have for you today
0: If you're breathing, I know that what we're going to talk about today is going to greatly benefit you. Hey, if you're ready to take your life, your leadership, your business, your influence to the next level, well, then you're in the right place. I am super honored to be with you on this journey. Let's get started, everybody, right now. Well, there are a few things in life that are more constant than change. That's kind of a kind of a play on words, right? Few things more constant than change. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we've talked about it many times on the program, change is inevitable. All growth all growth requires change, whether it's natural growth, spiritual growth, emotional growth, academic growth, any kind of growth personally or corporately, requires change. Anything that is living, the human body, the body of all mammals and creatures, the the plants, the mineral kingdoms, anything that's living, the solar systems, anything that is living is in a constant state of not fixation, but a constant state of change. When movement stops, ladies and gentlemen, life ceases. Everything in creation, everything, is always changing. Consider the seasons. Even, you know, my wife and I have recently been to the beautiful state of Colorado. We get to spend several weeks a year there, uh, some in the summer, sometimes in the the autumn season. And uh, you know, this this last trip from which we've just returned we've enjoyed the physical evidence of the changing of seasons. Uh if you've ever if you live in a part of the world where there are true seasons, then you know what I'm talking about when the trees begin to change, the leaves begin to change colors and the atmosphere begins to move and shift and man, the just the, the oranges, the reds, the the different tones that come out, the beauty, the awe of the shifting of seasons. Of course, if you've live somewhere where it snows a great deal, there's nothing quite like the picture of just mountains covered in snow, the ground covered in snow. What's interesting about this particular season, which is the autumn season or what we call fall, it really is the beginning of a death cycle. Leaves begin to fall off of trees. The trees are ultimately left bare, grass, uh, the grass and the the foliage begins to die and turn brown. And then, of course, after the fall or the autumn comes winter, and it's just utter devastation, if you will. It's really barrenness. And all of these seasons are so necessary. They're cyclical, but each one has its purpose. On today's episode, I want to talk to you about change. I want to talk to you a little bit about seasons we'll touch some on the idea of transition and what we call segues and why it's imperative that when you approach one of these thresholds that you really are able to recognize the season that you're in the season you're coming into and also to really understand how to steward that well it requires something of us it requires intentionality and purpose and a willingness to change. Hey, we're talking about seasons, segues, and the strategic shifting of priorities and focus. I can't wait to do this with you, but first, we're going to go right now to this.
1: Here's this week's tools, tips, and recommended resources guaranteed to amplify your leadership and accelerate your personal growth.
0: Well, every great athlete... probably even those that are aspiring to be great, probably even down to the the child levels of leagues and high schools and what have you. Everybody who wants to be better at something, you've noticed they have a coach. Most great athletes have multiple coaches, in fact. Uh, It's pretty amazing to me that in the pro, the university level and at the pro level of athletics, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, soccer, uh, tennis, any, any type of sport that requires great physicality, you're going to find that these athletes have multiple coaches. Uh, Nowadays they have a strength coach. That's all about their, their toning, their strength training that's appropriate to their craft uh, if they're in baseball, they have a batting coach. Uh, you know, a lot of athletes now have a mindset coach, a swing coach if it's a golfer. I mean, I could go on and on with the examples, obviously, but uh, I'm telling you, anyone who aspires to greatness typically is going to have some type of an expert and sometimes multiple experts working alongside of them so that they are maximizing their potential and leveraging what it is that they're trying to to do. Well, let's shift that over to the business world or to the ministry world. Uh, Every great leader that is having tremendous impact and influence, which by the way, uh, we talk a lot around here about strategic influence. Every person that I've ever met or looked to as an influencer, as a game changer, as a world changer, if you search deeply enough, you'll find that they have a coach. They have a mentor. They have someone in their life that is working with them to al- always be working with them to get better, to grow, to, to manage the, the changes and the cycles of life and to move into new levels on a perpetual basis. You know, I, I'm thinking back now over the last several years, all the entrepreneurs and the ministry leaders that I have great respect for and look up to have one thing in common. They all have a coach. I, I would say if, if, if you stopped and took some time to think about it, the individuals that you admire, the people you look to, whether it's in the sports arena, the business world, the ministry world, the nonprofit world, wherever it is you hang out and do things, the people that you think, man, that person's making a significant difference in life. I bet you money that they have a coach. Now, I'm not saying that you or I cannot have some level of success without a coach. I mean, obviously, there is a certain skill level and aptitude that we each possess, and we can have some success. Some people more than others, we can have some really good success. I suggest to you that we're all going to hit a ceiling at some point where we reach the extent of our competency, we reach the extent of our our belief level, we reach the extent of our understanding of certain principles, and we will function successfully to that point, but not beyond. What I'm saying is, if you want to remove the ceiling and really be able to begin to access what truly is possible in your life, I think it's important that you have someone in your corner Who has the capacity, the experience, the wisdom, the understanding, the insights, and they're qualified to coach you to the next level, whatever that means for you. Why coaching? Well, personal or executive coaching involves all kinds of processes, but it is completely focused around the individual. That's being coached. It's not about the coach. It's about you. It's about you getting where you need to be and growing into your full potential and capacity. Now, a coach is not a counselor. Please know that. I'm not here to counsel you. But rather, this is a person who simply assists you in your own discovery process, helps you to peel the curtain back to really see what's in your own heart, your desires, your dreams, your passions. And ultimately, the why. Why are you here? What's the purpose for which you exist? Once you've begun to, to gain some clarity in that process, then a coach can help you to develop strategic plans and, and ideas and strategies on how to, to achieve the objectives. A coach also holds you accountable, which, by the way, in my mind, goals without accountability are worthless, absolutely worthless. Now, in the coaching spheres, there, there's individual coaching, which is one-on-one, and that's incredibly effective. And there's also group coaching opportunities. There's mastermind groups, which even though it's not coaching per se, it does involve the mentoring and the coaching and the collaborative process. Other coaching programs are more like schools or universities or institutes where they walk you through certain processes and train you in certain tools and skill sets, but I'm just saying to you, coaching is imperative if you want to go to the next level. Over the course of my own life, as I've functioned in ministry and in business for, gosh, going on 30 years now, at some point or another, I've utilized all of the types of relationships I just mentioned. I've done individual coaching. I've done group coaching. I'm in in multiple mastermind groups, and I am enrolled in, in a coaching program that's very high level and and not inexpensive. But I, I understand the value and the importance of having people in my life that have, are beyond where I am, and they can show me the way. I want to encourage you. This is my tip. This is my resource. This is the thing I'm going to challenge you with this week. I encourage you to take the next step for your life, for your career, for your business, for your ministry, for your leadership, whatever it is, Explore the possibilities of what having a personal coach could do for you. What would it mean to your family? What would it mean to your finances? What would it mean to your, your reach and your impact and your level of influence in our world? Coaching. Listen, my tip for you this week is real simple. Get a coach. You want to find out more about the coaching that we do here at BrianHolmes.com, go to BrianHolmes.com forward slash coaching, BrianHolmes.com forward slash coaching. We have multiple programs, both individual and group, that we would invite you to be a part of, and we would love to have that conversation with you. And uh, I have limited capacity, ladies and gentlemen, as far as uh, how many coaching clients I can take per year because I'm involved in other things that are a very significant part of my business. But I have a great passion for coaching, for coming alongside of individuals who have great potential and helping them to break through to that next level And have maximum impact. BrianHolmes.com forward slash coaching. Well, we're talking about seasons, segues, and the strategic shifting of priorities and focus. Let's talk about change a little bit. There are four types of change. There is change that happens around us. And by the way, that's change that you really have no control over. You you can't really manipulate or direct that change. It's just happening. Everything around you is changing. Governments change. Policies change. Economies are shifting constantly based on policies and rules and laws that are passed and political ramblings. Uh, the moral systems of our world are constantly changing. Uh, technology. Let's talk about technology. My gosh, uh, everything is changing at such a rapid pace. It's just mind-boggling. And these are things that happen around us, and we have to adjust to those changes. We we can't like stick our head in the sand and, and you know act like nothing's changing. Well, here's the deal, man. If you ain't with the times you're still on a dial-up phone or a little, you're, you're a rotary phone and you're going and you're dialing one number at a time. Or, or maybe some of you are still on a flip phone. And what's funny about flip phones is they're coming back. Okay. I've got an iPhone. I'm an iPhone guy, but I have noticed that flip phones are coming back. People want to go dot, 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 push, talk, ring, ring. Hello. How you doing? And that's it. And I, you know, I'm, I'm not so sure, but I'm not thinking about that because gosh, i Technology is so over the top these days. But everything is changing around you, and it's change that happens around you. You can't do anything about it, but you have to adjust to it. All right, number two, there's change that happens to us, to us. Now, this is where we are individually and personally affected by something that someone does. This could be where someone hurts us or disappoints us or betrays us, or maybe it's the loss of a job, or maybe it's a health challenge in our own body or in our family somewhere. Uh, These are things that life brings to us as individuals. When change happens to you, I've got a very good friend of mine who's been on this program. His name is Kent Julian. He says E plus R equals O. That's kind of what he's known for. The experience, the thing that's happening right now, plus your reaction equals the outcome. And so you really can't control what happens to you, but you can control and determine your response to it. And those things in tandem are going to produce a result for your, in your life, one way or the other. So change is going to happen to you as a result of other people as well. Number three, the third type of change is change that happens in us. Change that happens, let me say it like this, inside of us. This change is is really impacted by a number of factors as far as I'm concerned. From my point of view, it really has everything to do with our spiritual condition, our relationship with God. My worldview is that there is a God, the creator of the universe. He's He is an amazing dad. He's an awesome father. He is the Holy Spirit who comforts us and leads us and guides us into truth and understanding and And then, of course, we talk about Jesus Christ, the the son of the living God who came into the world and by his sacrifice redeemed mankind back to God's original intent, which was for us to rule and govern and and administer influence in culture and in this world that we live in. So that's my point of view. I, I would say that the change that happens in us is most often a result of the dynamic of the relationship that is going on between us and that creator. Now, over the last five or six years in my own life, I've been learning a little bit more, and and certainly I understand more about how this works. I certainly haven't arrived, but it's it's a growing understanding. This change that happens in us is a byproduct of proximity, relationship, and connectivity to something higher and bigger and more profound than I am as a person. It's a very clear and there's a very clear and a very definite connection between our spirit and heart and the heart of the one who created us and set in motion imminent possibilities for our lives. As we walk this whole thing out about this change that happens in us, as we walk it out day by day, it seems to me that it's really impossible for meaningful, positive change not to take place on the inside if I am always tapping into and connecting with the source that is greater than I am. In doing so, we become clearer about who we are. We become much clearer on why we're here. We become more confident in our calling in life and in our ability to execute on that calling and assignment change that happens in us this is this is the internal change this is where beliefs are changed where where confidence is shifted where where hearts are healed and where things that have been troubling us and disturbing us and holding us back for years are ultimately reconciled and processed and resolved as a result of that connection we have with God. the fourth kind of change is change that we make happen now, this is one I'm going to spend a little bit of time on because this change only happens when we do something. <laughs> it's not enough to dream, to think, to strategize, to hypothesize, to pontificate and to talk about what we're going to do. But it's when we actually do something. It's when we actually act. Now I'm going to I'm going to quote something here that comes from an ancient scripture an incredible verse in the Bible that says faith, which is belief, without works, which is doing something, is dead. So the only thing you can produce with just faith is death. But when you take faith, belief, your your conviction, your deep-seated belief in something, and you pair that with hard work and discipline and action, it produces a tremendous result which equals life. So this change that we make happen, it involves discipline. It involves action. It involves acquiring knowledge, wisdom, understanding. This change is only realized when you and I put works to our faith. Okay? So here's the deal. I'm going to speak now for a second to all of my Christian brothers and sisters. There is a a very... um, let's just say, off-putting doctrine or belief out there that's widely accepted, that all we have to do is just pray and believe and then everything's just going to show up for us. I'm telling you, not only is that not biblical, it is asinine. Because the Bible itself is very clear that faith without works is dead. If If I don't act out on what I say I believe, then there's not going to be any type of breakthrough or result in my life. I do believe in the power of prayer. I do believe that without faith, it's impossible to please God or get anything done. But I also know that Abraham believed that there was a place God had granted him. And the Bible says Abraham left the security and the comfort and everything that was familiar to him. And he went out, watch, not even knowing for sure where he was going, but he left the comfortable environment and he pursued the thing that had been prepared for him. He acted on his faith. We have to actually put hands, feet, motion, work. We have to take what is theoretical and ethereal and make it applied and actionable. So... This change I'm talking about here is not hoping. It's not about waiting on God. Don't get me started on that. This change, it, change is about you and I getting up from wherever we're sitting, taking whatever clarity we have, whatever conviction we have about the direction we should be going, and doing something with it, putting our hands to work. Four kinds of change. Change that happens around us. Change that happens to us. Change that happens in us. And change that we make happen. Let's talk for a second about seasons. Now, we know that there are seasons in life. There are seasons in nature. Uh, there are seasons, everything. In fact, again, going back to an ancient proverb, actually, in the book of Ecclesiastes, written by the great Solomon, King Solomon, he, he said that there is a time and a season For every single factor in life. Everything under heaven has a season. Well, we know that we plow in late winter, we we sow seed in the spring, we cultivate and water throughout the summer months. Sometime in the fall we or the autumn, we, we we harvest that which we've planted and nurtured, and then the cycle begins all over again. It's death. It's the sowing of seed for life. It's the cultivation of that seed for a season. And then it's harvest. It's just a cyclical thing all the time. It's seasons. Such is our our lives. Our challenge is that we get comfortable in a present season, and in doing so, we refuse to move or transition or adjust to the new season that's emerging. And because we refuse to adjust, We miss the benefits of the season. You look back historically at the children of Israel. This was true of them. They enjoyed all kinds of miracles and blessings, provisions, and whatever during certain seasons. And uh, they just decided, hey, this is so cool, man. We're going to set up tabernacles here. We're going to build a city. We're going to do the deal. We're going to put down our anchor right here, and we are not moving. And because of that, they missed what was next. To everything, there is an appointed time. To everything, there is a season. And know this, (laughs) when something's season has come to an end, to continue living in the previous season's space or grace is going to lead to great frustration and even failure. So what do we do, Brian? Well, you have to, to segue. You have to, to enter the, the funnel that is moving you from one place to another. You have to actually transition into, out of and into. You shift. You adjust. And as you cross the threshold into that new place, that new realization, into that new, we'll call it, season, it is unbelievably important that you see the possibilities from the perspective of the new environment if you look upon what is possible through the filter or the prism of your previous season past successes past failures your your experiences to this point if you see the future through the eyes of the past you will likely mismanage the opportunity or possibly completely miss what God has just put in front of you as an opportunity and a possibility. You've heard me say this before on the program. What is excellent on the previous level is mediocre at best on the next. What was excellent on the previous level will not be adequate to sustain you in the new place. That's why the onus is upon you and me to adjust. I go back to change. I have to be willing to adjust to the new. I have to be willing to change. If there are things inside of me that are not a fit for the new opportunity, I I, I have to adjust to to the new opportunity. I have to grow into the new opportunity. I have to think differently differently. Albert Einstein said this in one of his writings. He said that the the thinking that got us to this level is not going to take us to the next level. The problems that we face are not going to be resolved with the thinking that got us to these problems. (laughs) I'm just saying there has to be an adjustment, a change, a growth mechanism in place in our own heart and life. Because here's the deal. The new does not adjust to us. We must adjust to To the new. So let's talk about new things. I want to give you seven things that must be renewed every season. Seven things that must be renewed, re dash nude, become new every season. You ready for these? Here we go. Number one, new priorities. I'm telling you, every new season generates circumstances, ideas, and environments that require us to reevaluate what's really important. And so we have to look at our priorities. Number two, new relationships. Well, you can go back in our podcast archives and, and hear many, many discussions about relationships. But I will tell you this, not every relationship is going to go with you to the next level. And so, again, you assess relationships. You look at, what is the value of this relationship to me? Is it, is it a positive? Is it a negative? Is it a neutral? Is it, are these people really for me? Are they really pushing me into my, my possibilities? Or are they trying to anchor me to the level that they're comfortable with? You have to assess those and, and be open to new relationships. Number three, this also must be renewed seasonally, and that is that you create a new normal. Hey, here's the deal. Two choices, status quo or something new. And so anytime you introduce even a couple of new factors to whatever you consider to be normal, it is fundamentally going to shift and change what you consider to be normal. So you must adopt the mindset of always revamping what you consider to be normal. New priorities, new relationships, and new normal. Number four, new focus. Now this relates back to priorities, but here's the thing. I'm also speaking of here a new discipline as it relates to focus. So I have to up my game. I have to be more focused. I have to be more intentional. I have to be more zoned in. I have to be more careful to stay in my lane and not be chasing shiny objects as we talked about last week. Number five, there's going to be new context and I need to understand what those are. New environments, new relationships, new contracts, new arenas that I'm operating and functioning in. Number six, new connections. Now, this is different than relationships because connections could be companies. It could be uh, organizations. It could maybe even be uh, communities or, or uh, what am I trying to say here, like coaching networks or mentoring networks or things like that that allow you resources that you wouldn't normally have, a mastermind group, new connections. And number seven, and boy, oh boy, is this important, new commitments. The commitments that got you here must be renewed based on the new information you're working with. You must commit to the new level. You must commit to the projects. You must commit to the outcome. You must commit to the changes. You must commit to the development. You must commit your heart, your mind, your spirit, your life, your time to the things that are going to get you to where it is you're trying to go. New priorities, new relationships, a new normal, new focus, new context, new connections, and new commitments. My friends, change is inevitable. Seasons do, in fact, come and go. The question is, are you willing to make the necessary adjustments in your life, in your mind, in your heart, in your disciplines? Are you willing to, to say out with the old and in with the new? Are you willing to allow new life to come emerging out of your heart and out of your essence? Are you willing to let the past be the past? Seasons are important. I'm going to share this with you. I, I tell you, the last five years have been remarkable for me and for my wife and for our family. And it has housed and included so many different kinds of transitions and shifts and seasonal changes for us. One of which is our children who were minors and they were dependent, and they were solely 100 percent relying on us for everything to them becoming adults now. And I, I just had a conversation with my son a couple of days ago, and he was just sharing his heart, saying, "Dad, this is hard." He said, I, "So many of my friends who are my age are dealing with the same thing, just trying to figure out what's next." I said, "Son, this has change. This is growth. This is seasons." and you're just feeling the resistance of the old thing wanting to hold on to you and the new thing pulling you toward what is possible and that's really true for all of us is that there's something waiting for you right now it's big it's awesome it's huge <laughs> and that thing is drawing you it's calling you it's wooing you it's pulling on you we have to unanchor ourselves from old thinking old ways, even maybe some old commitments, so that we can shift and transition, segue into what is waiting for us just on the other side. You know, right now we're going from the summer months into the fall. It's indicative of change. What I wish for you is this, as life, Offers you opportunity. Be willing to make the segue into what it is that's waiting for you on the other side.
1: If you're ready to take your life and leadership to another level and are committed to doing whatever necessary to become the influencer God has created you to be, then you are ready for this week's Influencer's Challenge.
0: Well, I've shared on numerous occasions on this program that living things grow. And growing things change. I am sure that you have a desire to discover, to occupy, and to own whatever that next level is in your life. There's no question in my mind. We all just inherently have this thing in us that is saying there's got to be more. And maybe right now for you, the unknown elements waiting for you on that level, frighten you. Or maybe they intimidate you. Maybe you feel inadequate. Maybe you feel ill-prepared. Maybe you feel unworthy. Oh yeah, I know people that think like that. Well, let me challenge you as a leader, as an influencer, as a world-changing entity. There is a new season and a next level waiting for you As I speak right now, God has predetermined it. He has great plans for you in that space. The very fact that he has plans in that place for you is evidence that you are the right person for the job. So I want to declare that you are worthy. I want to speak this so strongly into your heart. You are capable. You have the DNA. You have the chops. You have the goods to succeed, to do well, to prosper, and to make a massive impact in your world. If there are areas where you're missing competencies, guess what? Those can be learned. If there are beliefs that are holding you back and are limiting your ability to step into your greatness, well, I'm going to challenge you right now. Deal with them. Say yes to the possibilities. Say yes to the process. My influencer's challenge is simple this week. You are well able to lead. You have the capacity to render great influence. And within you, is a greatness that brings life to everything you touch. You are a child of the creator himself. Now go and be the change that you desire to see.
1: Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Strategic Living Podcast. We trust this program has been a valuable resource and has challenged you to take your life and leadership to the next level. We invite you to join our growing community of strategic influencers by connecting with us at BrianHolmes.com. As always, if this podcast and our other resources have benefited you, be sure to share them and pass it on. Until next time, may God bless you immensely. And remember, you are created for greatness.